Today is the 22nd day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian, and uh, it's always a pleasure uh, come back to come back around the global campfire and come in out of the dark and come in out of the cold and just sit and let God's Word wash over us. It's always a joy. So let's take that next step. We've been uh, tracking along with the story of Joseph, and we'll pick up where we left off. We're reading from the English Standard Version this week. Genesis chapter 44 and 45 today. Then he commanded the steward of his house, fill the men's sack with food as much as they can carry and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack and put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest with his money for the grain. And he did as Joseph told him. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away with their donkeys. They had gone only a short distance from the city. Now Joseph said to his steward, Up, follow after the men. And when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid evil for good? Is it not from this that my Lord drinks? And by this that he practices divination? You have done evil in doing this. When he overtook them, he spoke to them these words. They said to him, Why does my Lord speak such words as these? Far be it from your servants to do such a thing. Behold, the money that we found in the mouths of our sacks we brought back to you from the land of Canaan. How then could we steal silver or gold from your Lord's house? Whichever of your servants is found with it shall die, and we also will be my Lord's servants. He said, Let it be as you say. He who is found with it shall be my servant, and the rest of you shall be innocent. Then each man quickly lowered his sack to the ground, and each man opened his sack. And he searched, beginning with the eldest and ending with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they tore their clothes, and every man loaded his donkey, and they returned to the city. When Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, he was still there. They fell before him to the ground. Joseph said to them, What deed is this that you have done? Do you not know that a man like me can indeed practice divination? And Judah said, What shall we say to my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how can we clear ourselves? God has found out the guilt of your servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servants, both we and he also in whose hand the cup has been found. But he said, Far be it from me that I should do so. Only the man in whose hand the cup was found shall be my servant. But as for you, Go up in peace to your father. Then Judah went up to him and said, O oh my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's ears, 
and let not your anger burn against your servant, for you are like Pharaoh himself. My Lord asked his servants, saying, Have you a father or a brother? And we said to my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a young brother, the child of his old age. His brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me, that I may set my eyes on him. We said to my Lord, The boy cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. Then you said to your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you shall not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. And when our father said, Go again, buy us a little food, we said, We cannot go down. If our youngest brother goes with us, then we will go down. For we cannot see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons. One left me, and I said, Surely he has been torn to pieces, and I have never seen him since. If you take this one also from me, and harm happens to him, you will bring down my gray hairs in evil to Sheol. Now therefore, as soon as I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, then, as his life is bound up in the boy's life, as soon as he sees that the boy is not with us, he will die, and your servants will bring down the gray hairs of your servant, our father, with sorrow to Sheol. For your servant became a pledge of safety for the boy to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then I shall bear the blame before my father all my life. Now therefore, please let your servant remain instead of the boy, as a servant to my Lord, and let the boy go back with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? I fear to see the evil that would find my father. And Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud so that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near, and he said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. 
For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me. You and your children and your children's children and your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. And now your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt and of all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. After that, his brothers talked with him. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this. Load your beasts and go back to the land of Canaan. And take your father and your households and come to me, and I will give you the best of the land of Egypt. And you shall eat the fat of the land. And you, Joseph, are commanded to say, Do this. Take wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Have no concern for your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the command of Pharaoh and gave them provisions for the journey. To each and all of them he gave a change of clothes, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred shekels of silver and five changes of clothes. To his father he sent as follows, ten donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and provision for his father on the journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they departed, he said to them, Do not quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to their father Jacob, and they told him, Joseph is still alive, and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. And his heart became numb, for he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, 
the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Matthew 14, 13-36 Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over, and those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And when they had crossed over, they came to the land at Gennesaret, and when the men of that place recognized him, they sent around to all that region and brought to him all who were sick and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment, 
and as many as touched it were made well. Psalm 18, 37 through 50. I pursued my enemies and overtook them and did not turn back till they were consumed. I thrust them through so that they were not able to rise. They fell under my feet. For you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, and those who hated me I destroyed. They cried for help, but there was none to save. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine as dust before the wind. I cast them out like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from strife with the people. You made me the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners came cringing to me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their fortresses. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of my salvation, the God who gave me vengeance and subdued peoples under me, who rescued me from my enemies. Yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from the man of violence. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king, and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. Proverbs 4, 11-13 I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Okay, so we are nearing the end of our time with Joseph, and we've been following his story, and we have a lot of the detail of his story, so we can really get into the texture of it. And we see in the story of Joseph a, a, a young man uh, whose life, in a lot of ways, was stolen from him. A young man who has or would have had every right uh, to be bitter, every right to be angry. I mean, at every turn, Joseph was doing the right thing and then receiving essentially the repercussions of doing the wrong thing. So he's doing right, but he's reaping the reward of doing wrong uh, at every turn. So if there's anybody in the Bible thus far that we have encountered 
that, that we that would have the right to bitterness, right? That would have the right to angst and paranoia and and just fear. It would it would be Joseph because what happened to him is unbelievably life-altering and and traumatic. But that's just not that's not the Joseph story. Somehow, at every turn, Joseph did not lose his faith and trust in God. Like he held on to the one thing that would be his only hope, and he held on to it tightly. And everywhere that he went, even though bad went to worse, he was he was shortly leading the scenario, which was not only uh, making life tolerable for him, it was making life better for everyone else who was in the same circumstance. God was with him, and we can only imagine what Joseph observed and learned through these trials that equipped him to take charge and command the moment Pharaoh appointed him. So Joseph's uh, revealing himself to his brothers and the weeping, yes, it's a very, very dramatic scene. But Joseph's words to his brothers are riveting because he essentially tells them, after testing them, like after observing them and seeing that they understood the weight of what they had done to him, he reveals himself and tells them to not fight each other, not blame each other, not be sad about this anymore because it was God who had sent him ahead to save their lives and the lives of the future generations and all of the land of Egypt. That is, that is quite a perspective, wouldn't you agree? And the only way Joseph could keep this kind of perspective, because we're not talking about a couple of weeks of hardship or even a couple of months of hardship. We're talking about year after year after year with Joseph toiling away in a dungeon with no way out. So there's no way Joseph could have navigated this without having a long view, without him continually waking up every morning and being able to tell himself honestly, this is not the end of the story. This is not all that's going on. I don't know what's happening here, and I don't know why this is happening, but this is not the end of the story. There's more going on here. And I will keep my faith in God alone. That perspective is a bit of a game changer because it invites us to approach uh, the, the times of difficulty and hardship differently. I mean, we can look at a time of hardship that we enter into and trace our steps back. And there are times that we can say, I am here entirely because of my own doing. Like I literally walked off the narrow path that leads to life and walked over here and I am over here in this mess because I did this. That would be right and true and then we could walk back onto the narrow path that leads to life and own it. A lot of times when we do is we get off into the darkness and uh, blame God for leading us off the narrow path that leads to life and into the darkness, which is absurd. But we blame God for all kinds of things he has nothing to do with. Or we could take a third approach. 
And, you know, if we are facing times of hardship, but we have not navigated into them, then we can understand that there must be more going on than I understand. And I have a role to play in this and embrace the process because we may be paving the way for those who are coming behind us. And it could be vital and important a critical mission for our family tree for generations to come. I mean, it's easy enough to go, well, not so much. That's not my life story. But then we're reading the story of Joseph in the Bible, and it really wasn't his life story either. And yet he was able to uh, acquire and maintain a perspective that kept him believing that there was more going on. And if he would keep taking one step and putting it in front of the other, one day things might start making sense. And they certainly did. And so, Father, we invite you into that, our times of trials and hardships and difficulties, and how it is that we interpret those times Because how we interpret those times dictates how we feel about you, how we feel about the world around us, how we feel about uh, our fellow brothers and sisters navigating the planet Earth at this point in history. It affects everything. And yet these times of trials are never purposeless. So come Holy Spirit, we pray, and give us the long view. Change our perspective, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. So be sure to stay uh, stay connected. There are a number of resources in the Daily Audio Bible shop that uh, that you should check out for this journey. Uh, For example, the Daily Audio Bible journals and uh, all of our uh, Blackwing writing uh, utensils and kits. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to journal, journal write. I I, I mean, I've been a journaler most of my adulthood. And so I have collections of journals from different times in my life. And then I went digital and journaled about 10% of what I used to journal and... uh, I thought all the technology, you know, being able to take pictures and all this kind of stuff would just make things so much easier, but I just did so much less. And then I started journaling with a pencil, like going extremely old school, low tech and found the joy of um, writing what was in my heart, in my own hand, on a piece of paper, uh, sharpening fine graphite and just having this tactile experience that just I don't know. It clicked with me. And uh, so we contacted Blackwing and, uh, yep, uh, they agreed to let us bring Blackwing stuff into our shop. And so uh, we find that the pairing is is wonderful. And so I have my own uh, journal and uh, Blackwing writing kit and I carry it with me pretty much. I don't travel anywhere ever without it with me. I'm writing with, <laughs> with these pencils every day of my life. I'm looking at a couple of nice sharpened ones right over here sitting on my journal right now so if you're taking this journey through the year and uh 
I mean, you know, we have a journal in our app and you can write your thoughts down right in the app, uh, right from the web player as they happen. Uh, write down little things that you want to remember. But for kind of more long form, like this is kind of what's been going on in my life. This is where I believe God is leading. Like the things that you would, the things that you would want to document in your own hand and journal. And we have these uh, daily audio Bible journals and and uh, these black wing writing uh, utensils. And I like them. And uh, if God's going to speak to you this year, then take notes. Uh, also, the Daily Audio Bible Wind Farm coffee and tea is in the shop. You can uh, subscribe and have some fresh roasted coffee. And that's the deal. It is roasted fresh at the beginning of every month. And we ship it out at the beginning of every month. And you can have it sent to you every month and it will arrive fresh. Like you'll be drinking fresh roasted coffee that will be fresher than you're buying any, anywhere else. And it is uh, spectacular. It's we're kind kind of coffee connoisseurs around here, and and I've dialed this in over the years, and also our wind farm tea. And you can have that sent to you every month, and uh, I partake of that the delicious tea a lot in the winter. I'm drinking a lot of tea these days, uh, so you can have that sent to you however much you want every month, or you can just you know look through and order what you like. Uh, but check that out; that helps uh, support the mission. Uh, of the Daily Audio Bible and, and us being here every day. The music from the Daily Audio Bible is in the shop. So like uh, all the the background that sets the atmosphere, uh, because that, that's what we're trying to do is create a sacred space. Right? You, you turn the Daily Audio Bible on, you put your earbuds in or, or you listen in your car or whatever. And we're trying to create a, an, a different space so that when we enter into this space together around the global campfire, it's a different place and it's peaceful. It's serene. We can exhale. It's safe. We are among friends and we can allow God's word to wash over us and give ourselves that, that few minutes of serenity. So uh, all the music from the Daily Audio Bible is available in the Daily Audio Bible shop too. Uh, I, I mean, it just kind of sets the scene. So I'm not paying attention to it every day, but as I'm listening right now, like this music is, is from the soundtrack to the, the promised land films. That's all available, uh, in the daily audio Bible shop. If you want to partner with the daily audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com as well. There is a link and uh, it lives on the homepage. I, I, I thank you humbly and profoundly uh, for everyone who's ever clicked that link over the years that is how how we show up every day and so thank you for your partnership uh, if you're using the daily audio bible app you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner or if you prefer the mailing address is p.o box 1996 spring hill tennessee 37174 and as always if you have a prayer request or comment 877-942-4253 is the number to dial and that's it for today I'm Brian I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow
Hello, everybody. This is Asia from Chicago. I love you guys so much. I'm literally moved to tears right now because it's just so beautiful that we have this community with each other. And I felt so encouraged from this. Thank you, Brian and Jill and China and everybody on the team. China, congratulations again on your engagement. It's so beautiful. Um, I wanted to call for Asia in Germany. I think about you all the time, and I think about how your heart has been doing after your miscarriage and how your husband and do, are doing and how all of it. And I just, my heart breaks for you every time I think about you. And I just want you to know that I'm praying for you and you are loved all the way here from Chicago. Um, I wanted to also lift up uh, Jonathan and Crystal. They're living in Louisiana and you guys called a couple weeks ago because you were living in your car. Um, praying for you all the time um, and also praying for um, a mother called in for Matt, her son who left a suicide note. Um, I'm praying for him, praying for your heart for your family. Lord, we just lift up all of these things. There's so much going on, but Lord, we thank you that you care so much about every single thing that we think and feel and that you, you love it so much. You love us so much that you care about the birds of the air and, and you, you give them life, Lord, and we just want to trust you, Lord. Thank you for your, your love, Jesus. Woo, wow, emotional. <laughs> love you guys. Keep your heads up. Thank you guys for your prayers. Anybody that thinks about me, love y'all. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Margot from Australia, currently in the UK. So we have left Australia. Um, and to be honest, this is not what I had planned for my first call to DAB after I left Australia. But honestly, I need to be honest and say, I am really sorry. I'm so overwhelmed. I, I'm overwhelmed by, I guess I would say, crushing grief. I feel so sad at all that I've left behind. And I, I didn't realize the intensity of my feelings that I knew I would be sad and I knew it would be hard, but I think I really underestimated what the cost would be. And I am still jet lagged too, so that doesn't help. But um, I know that this will pass. I know that mourning has a beginning and an end. But right now, I'm in the hardest time. So, yeah, please, can you pray for me? Um, I'm kind of assuming everyone knows my story. I, I should say I'm uh, moving from Brisbane, Australia to Liberia with my husband to be missionaries there. And I, I know 100% this is the call of God on my life, but that doesn't mean that following Jesus is not going to be painful at times. I've been having trouble eating and, and obviously sleeping and um, now I, I kind of feel weak and shaky, but um, Gosh, now I feel like I'm just going on and on about all my problems. But anyway, I, I would be so grateful for your prayer. Love you all. Bye. Hi, Deb family. This is Lisa from Knoxville. I wanted to first say hello to all of the 
family reunion attendees um, that we were able to meet, my family and I. Jay from Nashville, Becky, Laura, and all the families from the New York area. Um, Daniel and his brother, just everyone that we uh, were blessed to have the opportunity to meet and fellowship with during those days. Pelham, um, great to see you all, and Ed Allison. Um, what I was calling for today was a prayer request that was mentioned on the podcast from the 17th, January 17th. It was from a lady named Steph from Canada who was waiting on some immigration um, needs as far as trying to get her permanent residency here in the United States. Steph, I am Canadian myself, and I have been in the United States since 1996 and have been through the immigration process. I'm a permanent resident now, and this year we'll plan to get my citizenship, hopefully. But I just wanted to let you know that I'm praying for you, and um, if you would like to connect, my email address is the word CLEVER, C-L-E-V-E-R, Lisa, L-I-S-A, T, at yahoo.com and I'll keep in my prayers girl I understand exactly what you're going through and, and how stressful that situation can be so lifting you up have a great day hi DAB family it's James here from the UK uh, long time no speak so I hope you're I hope you're all um, uh, well I hope you're all good I don't know if some of you aren't good um, which is why I hesitate again because there's so many prayer requests recently that have come through and, and people have shared their pain and I just want to let you know that um, you know as many say I'm thinking of um, those who are leaving those prayer requests and, and then praying even if some people leave um, their requests and if they've been heard um, please know that there are many many people out there that don't always call in but are praying for you and um, I just wanted to ask um, for your prayers for a certain person that I'm um discipling, counselling at the moment, his name is Ben, and uh, he's in a mental health ward at the moment um, here in the UK, um, and he's gone through some really dark stuff, which I'm not going to go into detail on, but uh, I would just lift him up to you guys and um, ask for your prayers for Ben. He's recently come into contact with um, with scripture um, and expressing a real interest in, um, in, in, a, in a Christian faith. And it's just amazing to watch this turnaround in his life. But he needs lots of prayer cover. There's so many things that are putting him back, some very dark stuff that's happened in his life. And um, he has got mental illness that he's working through and having support for. But um, Jesus is really making an inroad into his life in, in an incredible way. And I just pray that you would hold up Ben in your prayers over the next week, over the next month because there's a very good chance he's going to be released from hospital thing. Um, uh, but he's still not 100% well. Um, and although he can live back in society, um, we just need to really cover Ben in prayer and, and ask that he would have the right support network around him. So that the Holy Spirit would just continue to do that work in his life. Um, and that- Hi, this is Jazz from New York City. Um, I'm calling for a prayer request. Um, I'm... I'm a medical student. I'm in my last year, um, and uh, I just ranked my uh, residency options. So I'm, I'm just asking that you join me in faith, just in believing that God will lead me to the hospital, to the residency program that he has chosen for me. I very much want to get into a radiology residency. Um, that's 
kind of where my heart is. Um, and I also like oncology, so um, there's just two things I have in mind, but um, I, I really like a radiology residency. Um, also, I'm waiting to hear back about my scores for uh, one of my board exams, sub 2 cs um, You can just join me in believing that I, um, I did well and I passed. I certainly um, studied very, very, very hard. Um, and I'm just praying for God's best throughout this process. My academic transcript isn't the best. Um, there were some uh, challenges that I faced with respect to my family. My parents had cancer, and I took care of them. They're doing wonderfully by the grace of God. But um, med school was challenging for that reason. Um, but I'm praying and believing for the best throughout this time and just accepting what God has for me. Um, thank you, uh, and God bless. Thank you so much.